0: My wife Veronica is here with me. Our three kids are not here; they're with family. We've got Colt, the tall scrawny one there, and uh, Gunner. Yeah, he's this is yeah he's grown like an inch in the last three weeks. It seems like he's my height, which that's not really saying a whole heck of a lot. But we've got Gunner, and then our our little daughter daisy that's our family and uh as i said we uh we are excited to be here with you guys uh we're from the sacramento area and so it was quite the drive we got the the full experience this weekend we got the drive through vegas at night and uh that was an experience and uh, had dinner last night with your advisory committee at la fonda's right did i say right Okay, So we got to, uh, got to eat some of the local food and checked out Mesquite yesterday and uh, just drove around and, and had a good time, but excited to be here. I believe I've got a message that uh, my, really my heart from the, from the first moment that this was arranged was that this would be an encouraging time for you as a church. And so I want to pray and then we'll jump into the message here. So God, I, I thank you in advance for what you're going to do. God, I don't know what everyone's week has looked like. I don't know if it's been a good one, a bad one, a short one, or a long one, God. But I, I do know that you're here. God, I know that you love every single person that's in this room. And God, I just ask, Lord, that this message, it would speak to people exactly where they are. God, as we go through your word and we share just about life, God, I just pray that you would speak write to us, God, that you would meet with us today. God, we thank you, we praise you, amen. amen, amen. Well, it's all decorated wonderfully for Christmas. You come to Christmas at church and you expect to hear a Christmas story, and I'm going to deviate from that just a little bit, okay? We're not going to talk about shepherds and wise men, although that is all great, that's all fantastic. But I believe that the purpose of Christmas Christmas can be summarized in one verse and we're going to go ahead and start with that today if you have your bible feel free to look it up otherwise we have it on the screen behind me is Matthew chapter 1 verse 23 and it says this it says look the virgin will conceive a child she will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel which means God is with us it doesn't matter how many years we celebrate Christmas. How many trips around the sun that you have had? The story of a miraculous birth will never get old. The story that makes absolutely no earthly sense will never get old. What should not have happened, any of us that are old enough, I don't see any teenagers in the room right now, so we know how that works. We know how babies are formed. It should not be, but with God it was and really what i want to focus on the the heart behind what i want to encourage each of us with today is the title given to jesus here emmanuel god is with us god is with us and that's really what makes christmas that's what makes christianity it's what makes jesus so powerful is that we don't serve a God that is far off. We don't serve a God that's just out of reach, one or two good deeds away, like you have to cross all of your T's and dot all of your I's and achieve perfection to somehow be able to be worthy, right? Because we can never actually be worthy anyways of deserving a relationship with, with God. That's not how this works, We're sinful people. We make mistakes even when we're trying not to. We still mess up all the time, or maybe that's just me. But it's not dependent on us because that's his very name. God is with us. But if we're going to be honest for a moment, isn't it easier to agree with this concept of God being with us. It's easier for us to get on board with this when things are going well, right? It's easier for us to get on board with this in some seasons than others. When things are going really well, when our health is good, when our family is doing great, when maybe we got a promotion that we had been eyeing for a while, all of our bills are paid, our cars are running, and when we push the AC button, it actually blows cold air, and we, when we push the heater button, it actually warms us up because it's a little chilly. When our washer and dryer are actually washing and drying, <laughs> any of, I see some people chuckling, so you know that that's not always a given. Sometimes you go, and you're like and you're going to go old school and hang the line up and it doesn't always work. But when things are going well, when the kids actually went to bed and you only had to tell them three times, it's okay, we're still in that stage where it's like, for the love of God, please go to bed. (laughs) When things are going well, it's so much easier to accept and to believe and to really walk with this idea in our head and in our hearts that God is actually with us that he's actually doing what he said but it's harder to accept this statement it's harder to accept and and really to view Jesus as Emmanuel when things aren't going our way when things are hard for the, the purpose of, of our message today when we're walking through the valley, right? Sometimes the valley gets a bad rap. But sometimes it's hard. But I want you to hear this because I believe that, that God, God got my wife and I in a car and we drove nine plus hours to be here this morning for you to hear this statement. How things are going for us in our life has no bearing, none, zero effect, has zero influence on whether or not God is actually with us. Whether things are going really well or things are going terribly, that changes nothing when it comes to who God is. And even to to say that, you're like, yeah, but then when we're going through the hard things, we're like, like our situation and our bad day can somehow impact God. Like when we say it like that, you're like, yeah, that kind of sounds a little bad. But don't we we think that way? Don't we live our life that way sometimes? We just get down and doesn't matter what happens. An angel could show up right in front of us and we've had such a bad day that all of it, none of it matters because I'm just having a bad day. Who Jesus is, who he was prophesied to be before the very first Christmas, that is who he is. That's who he was. That's who he always will be. Right at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how many times I stand here and I wish upon a star or I click my heels together and wish that I'm somehow going to magically be six foot tall. I'm still, even in these boots, going to be five inches shy. There are some things that like God is who he is. And that doesn't change. But it's easier to accept God is with us when things are going well. But God is still with us in the valley. He's still with us when the road is bumpy. You know, When we were driving through, it was incredible. The roads in Vegas were very smooth. And then as soon as you get to the construction zone, I felt like people were looking at me like I was drunk or something because I'm trying to go from one side of the lane to the other to avoid the rumble strips in the middle. That feels like life sometimes, Right? We're doing everything we can, trying to search for that right path. But it doesn't matter where we go. It doesn't matter what we do. It's just hard. God is still with us when our health is failing. He's still with us when we lose our job. Nobody gets excited when we say these things, right? He's still with us when our marriage is on the rocks. He's with us in every one of these situations. When everything that could go wrong has already gone wrong, that was last week. God is still with us. He's still Emmanuel. See, we, we, enjoy, we enjoy the mountaintop moments. right? We love when everything is going great. When everything is going right and it's going to our plan, or maybe I'm the only one that has a plan and knows how I think things should go. But when everything is, is going right, that's wonderful. Those are great moments. But, but we don't grow there, do we? We don't grow in the mountaintops. We don't grow in the moments when everything is going well, when everything is going exactly how we thought that it should. We love the good times. They serve an incredible purpose. They... they <laughs> They help us so much. They keep our motivation up. They keep us encouraged. They keep us moving forward, but we don't grow there. We get to know God better. Our character is refined. We grow in those difficult moments in the valley. Throughout the Bible, and I'm a little bit of a history buff, my Wife looks at me like I'm a psycho every time she walks into our little family room in our apartment and she sees me watching a history documentary. Like, throughout all of biblical history and throughout history in general, as I looked through, there are two things that that I want to talk about that seem to happen consistently in valleys. The first is growth. The first is growth. I love how God uses physical truths to to show us spiritual principles. So I've lived, I've been lucky enough to live in the mountains, and I've lived in the valley. And, you know, our food is grown in the valley, isn't it? When I lived in the mountains, I saw deer, and I may have seen some vineyards, but I didn't see any food growing. All the things that I bought from the grocery store, that wasn't there. But when we lived in the valley... We're surrounded by rice fields and farmland and crops and orchards. All of these things, our food is grown in the valley. Growth happens there. And it's the same in our lives. It's the same in our lives. All of those things that, that are good in our lives, they're formed, they're refined in the difficult, in the challenge. We love the great times, they motivate us, they get us excited, all of those things, but we grow in the valley. The second thing that throughout history happens in the valley are battles and struggles, right? When things are difficult in our life. You ever notice you never get tempted to do something you know you shouldn't do when things are going well, right? Even if an opportunity comes up, you just brush it off like it's nothing. When is temptation really tempting? When everything else is a mess. That's when we're tempted. Why? Because we get tempted. We battle. We struggle in the difficulties that happen in the valley. They can be places of hardship. Sometimes stretching on. This is the hardest part is when you're in the middle of it, it feels like it's going to go on forever. Doesn't it? Like there's no end. It's just going to be hard forever, right? You end up sounding like Eeyore. Oh, my I don't even know what Eeyore says anymore. It's been a long time. We don't watch Winnie the Pooh in our house. Not for any reason. We just, I've not shown our kids this because I don't want to watch it. <laughs> but the valleys of our life are the same way. They're the same way. They can be places of loneliness, fear, anxiety, depression, or are we not allowed to talk about these things in church? This is real life. They're desperate moments. It's hard. When we feel like we have no hope, when we feel like we have no value, all of these things happen in the valley when we're struggling, when it's just hard work to keep going. But in that moment, you need to know, we need to know that God has already spoken into every single one of those challenges. He's spoken into every single one of those challenges. I want to share two verses with you. The first is from Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8. It says this. It says, Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will never fail you nor abandon you. I'm going to read it again. Do not be afraid or discouraged. How often do we battle with fear and discouragement? All the time. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Why? Why can we take this verse and try and apply it to our life? Why does it give us any value at all? It's because of the promise that happens right after it. Why can we go through life without having to be afraid, without having to be discouraged? It's because God promises that he's going to. Our Emmanuel, our God with us, is going to go before us. He's going to go before us. He's not going to leave us, and he's not going to let us down. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7. Some of you guys might be familiar with this verse. Don't worry about what? Anything. Anything. This is a major struggle in my life. I'm going to be honest. I'm being real with you. Don't worry about anything. Instead, what? Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's already done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. In my office, I had this on a sticky note right in front of my head. So I look up from my computer and there it is. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Thank him for what he's done. And after all of that, after we've put in all of the effort and we've purposely, we've fought the battle in our minds to do every one of these habits, these things that we have to do, then we get the reward of God showing up. And doing what doesn't even make any sense, the peace that surpasses all understanding, that's when we get to receive that. No matter the situation that we're going through, God is with us. He's with us in the greatest moments of our life, right? If we were watching ESPN right now, all the highlight reels from the night's domination, I think it was last night in Dallas, Sorry, I'm a Knights fan. I'm from California, but I'm a Knights fan because nobody looks good in teal, okay? So (laughs) we're just, we're being real. The greatest moments of our life are highlight reel. Those are incredible moments. We tell our kids and we tell our, our grandkids about those moments. But God is still with us in the deepest, darkest moments of our life. He's there. Is anyone grateful that God is with us in every one of those moments? I know I am. I'm grateful that God loves us enough, that He he knows all, right? He knows all. Before we were ever even a thought, in our grandparents, 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 you know the thing. Down the line. Before we were ever a thought, He said, you know what? One of the names of Jesus needs to be Emmanuel because for all of time, people need to know that I am with them. I'm grateful that God is with us. So I like to think I'm a logical person. If if you're in the middle of the valley, you're in the middle of the struggle, and you're fighting through it, what do we do? What should we do? When we find ourselves in the valley, I've got a a passage that I want to share with you. It's found in Psalms, chapter 84, and it's verse 5 to 7. We're going to read this, and then we're going to pull out three action steps that every one of us, three principles, every one of us should be doing these. These are disciplines we've got to fight for because we're never going to feel like doing them. But three things that we've got to fight for we're going to draw out of this. So let's read it together. What joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord who have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. When they walk through the Valley of Weeping, it will become a place of refreshing springs. The autumn rains will clothe it with blessings. They will continue to grow stronger, and each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. So you read through this, the very first verse, verse 5 of Psalm 84. It shows me that we need to turn to God for strength. Now, I'm going to ask you a question here in a moment. Again, the verse says, what joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord? I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm going to encourage you not to give your instant churchy answer, okay? Some of us, we've been around faith for so long. We know exactly, like, I was the kid in Sunday school growing up where, like, I was always the first kid with my hand raised because the answer was always Jesus, right? It's Jesus or God. You're right 90% of the time, okay? Okay. Before you just give me that churchy answer, I want you to really think about whether that answer you want to give is actually true in your life. Where do you actually get your strength from? Not where should you. Where do you actually get your strength from? I know assumptions can be a scary thing, but if you're anything like me, I have to fight because my natural bent Giving you insight into my crazy brain. Welcome to it. It's scary, okay? But when I'm walking through the difficult times in an honest moment, an authentic moment, if I'm being real, I struggle to find my strength and depend on myself more often than I do on God. Maybe you're not used to hearing that from a pastor. Okay, I'm being real with you. Too often in the hard times, we lean on ourselves. We depend on ourselves. Maybe if you're lucky to have a a close group of tight-knit friends around you, maybe you depend on other people that are going through the similar valleys and and hardships and struggles that you're going through or have gone through, and that's great, that's not a bad thing. But if we're depending on ourselves for our strength, we've got the recipe mixed up. We're in trouble. In the valley, we've got to remember that God is with us and we've got to remember to look to Him, to lean on Him, to go to Him for our strength. As we continue reading again uh, there in verse 5, what joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord who have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. So we've got to turn to God for strength, but we also need to know where we're headed. We need to know where we're headed. Jerusalem is, uh, you know, there's many names. It's gone by many names throughout the Bible. Some of those place of refuge, place of peace. Revelations even refers to a new heaven, talking about our, our, uh, our heavenly kingdom, our home. When we go through the struggles, we need to know our heading. And if we're a believer, we know that ultimately our Our heading is to heaven, right? To spend eternity in heaven with God. But I'm also grateful for some of those other names that Jerusalem has been going by throughout Scripture. A place of peace, a a place of refuge. Don't those sound like great stops when you're struggling, right? In the middle of the struggle, I'm going to need some peace. I'm going to need to take refuge from time to time. We need to know where we're headed We need to know where our strength comes from. And this last chunk of our our scripture here shows us that we need to walk in faith. We need to walk in faith. It says, when they walk through the valley of weeping, doesn't that sound like a place that you want to go to on vacation, right? I don't think you're going to find a hotel on hotels.com in the valley of weeping, but this is what our life looks like. Maybe you're not a crier. Maybe you're like me and... Maybe you wouldn't call it Valley of Weeping, but in your Valley of Frustration. When you walk through the Valley of Weeping, it will become, catch this, when we walk in faith, this is what happens, it will become a place of refreshing springs. The autumn, rain, autumn rains will clothe it with blessings. They'll continue to grow stronger, and each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. When we walk through the difficulty, don't allow your eyes to focus on the situations going on around us. You've got to walk in faith. Because we're never gonna hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're never gonna feel like it. But we need to walk in faith. But what happens when we walk in faith? Well, In faith, our our verse tells us that refreshing springs come, right? That doesn't mean that we're magically transported out of the struggle. No. It means that we're refreshed in the midst of it. What else happens? Well, it says that we'll be clothed in blessings. How many times have we received blessing right in the nick of time when we're struggling? It says that we're going to grow in strength. We're going to get stronger. We already talked about that. We're going to grow. And it says we'll be in God's presence, right? We'll be before God in Jerusalem. It doesn't promise the valley away. I wish it did. That would be, if I were to write my own book of the Bible, that would be like chapter 1, verse (laughs) 2. Pray to God and he will take away all of your struggles. It would be fantastic. But it's not in there. but it does promise that he'll give us everything we need. As we get ready to to wrap up, um, you know, if you're coming in this morning, you're like, hey, I'm on the mountaintop. Everything in my life is great. Fantastic. Thank God for you, okay? And I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but just wait because next week will probably be difficult because you guys, we've all lived long enough to know that for every mountaintop, there's a valley. For every great, incredible time where we're encouraged and excited There's struggle, and I wish it wasn't a fact of life, but it is, right? The Bible even tells us that in this world, you will have struggle. But if things are difficult this morning, I want you to know that God sees you, and he sees the value in you, and he loves you enough that he would Send some crazy bald guy from California, and everybody loves California, right? Nine hours to come here to be with you to encourage you. It's not by accident. I don't know you. You don't know me. I don't know what's going on in your life. But if it's hard and you're struggling, be encouraged today. I hope you're going to take some of what we talked about and and apply it to your life and it'll help you. I hope it's God's word. It's got to do something. Don't fight against the valley. Recognize it for what it is. It's an opportunity for us to grow. It's an opportunity for us to experience our Emmanuel, our God with us. It's an opportunity for us to become the men and women that God has created us to be, to take that next step, to see our character refined. Because we've got to believe that God's got something for us in the future. And if we don't do the work and prepare now, we're not growing now. We're not going to be ready then. I want to pray for you today. If, you feel, uh, if you'd feel if you be okay with that, I'd love to uh, have everybody bow their heads, close their eyes. Not because there's any anything spiritual about this. I just give a, a little bit of privacy for anyone. Um, if today if you're going to be honest and you're saying you know what right now is a struggle just waking up in the morning is hard my life there's so many things that are going on and it's just difficult if you would if you would just look up at me make contact eye contact with me i want to pray for you okay i see you guys i see you okay i see you okay i want to pray for you guys today And if you're too nervous to make eye contact with me it's okay i'm gonna pray for you too God, I thank you for your love. God, I thank you that before we were ever even a thought, you had already spoken. God, this incredible name, Emmanuel. God, that you are with us. God, you had already laid out your word with all of these promises, earmarked straight for us. God, that you would never leave us or forsake us. God, we can go down the list of all of these incredible promises that you've spoken to us. God, I pray for my friends today God, that they're struggling and it's just been hard. God, you see them. God, would you encourage them? Would would you help them, God, to grow in this moment? God, but I pray, Lord, that like our passage in Psalm says, in Psalm 84, God, that you would show up, God, and you would bring refreshing springs into their life god that you would give them strength lord god in your presence would follow them they would experience you god it would go beyond head knowledge just knowing that you are with them god to them experiencing your presence while they're driving in their car god i pray that you would meet them where they are i pray for my friends that are on the mountaintops god i i praise god for them But I also pray, Lord, that your word, God, that we've talked about today, will come to memory the next struggle they face. God, we thank you for the journeys that you put us on. God, we don't understand. We've got a whole lot of whys that we would like to ask you. God, but we choose to trust you in the good and in the bad. God, we choose to to trust your character in the good and in the bad. We know that you love us. We know that you're there with us. God, would you help us? to keep our focus on you, God, as we walk through this, the times of difficulty in our lives. How we love you. We praise you. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I've been up here and I've talked enough. I know there's food, right? We're going into, I know there's food, so I'm going to have my wife come up and pray for our lunch today, and then I'm told all the fun really begins, okay? So, So we'll have her pray because she prays way better than I do, and uh, then we'll have we'll have lunch. God, I just thank you so much for our time here, Lord, and I just thank you, God, again uh, for what you have in store for this incredible church, God, for this community, God. I just believe, Lord, that you you are just getting things started, Lord, and I believe that you're stirring it up in their hearts, and I just pray. Lord, that you would just continue that process of growth, God, of encouragement, Lord, of faith and trust in you. Lord, we love you and we praise you. Pray that you bless the meal and our time together. In your name we pray. Amen.